Alright, so we have a lot of things to cover that happened in the past couple of days. But, uh, the book came out a, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I'm one of the buyers. That's center stage. So, just early reading on, I'm going to read a part per day. So, tonight I started, and I read the introduction. And not only did Michael talk about how he made his journey into where he is now and his childhood and all that um he also he also mentioned how you know how he got to work with John and then how George wanted Yes Network and how he had flip and told him listen you got to do this quick if it don't work it's your ass my my Michael li literally put it's your ass in the book so he also put some of the people who didn't make the book. And so it's LL Cool J, Charlie Sheen, Dennis Quaid, Kevin Costner, Lawrence Frank, John Cena, Emeril Agassi, Michael Imperioli, Steven Van Zandt. And two things that stood out for me was John Cena and Dennis Quaid. So... Of all the interviews we've ever done, my least favorite was Dennis Quaid's. He was promoting the movie The Rookie, and he simply didn't want to be there. He was having personal issues with his then-wife Meg Ryan, and he didn't want to sit for an hour answering questions. For the first two segments of the show, he answered everything with yes or no. During a break, I leaned in to him and said, Hey, listen, the show is an hour, no matter how many questions you answer with one word. I've got a thousand questions to ask, so you're the one who is who's going to look bad if this goes on. He was startled that I'd spoken to him like that, but was better the rest of the way. So that that I thought was very interesting. And one 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 little small part about Michael Imperioli that was one of the rare center stages Michael didn't do. Um, Bob, Bob Lorenz and, and ended up having the film for him because that is when his mom passed away. And Michael Perioli didn't even know Michael from a hole in the wall. But he sent a floral bouquet to the funeral home. So I thought that was pretty special. And here's the part about John Cena, who, who I think James really liked. Wrestler John Cena was engaging and funny in his hour-long interview. But particularly striking was what he'd do during commercial breaks. He'd stand up and take a picture and shake hands with every kid in the audience. Usually, we don't allow children under 18 into the shows. But with Cena, we made an exception. Because of his dedication to children's causes, and because he he granted the most wishes in the history of the Make a Wish Foundation, and then towards the end, so again, these are just some of the interviews that didn't make it. We chose them the best of the best, and take my word for it that every cut was agonized, except for Dennis Quaid. I hope you enjoy meeting in death these 35 men and women who have been a major part of our popular 
culture. So, I'm not going to read everything because, you know, people got to go buy this book. It's only $20, $20 on Amazon with tax, 22 If you have Prime, you'll get a lot quicker. I ordered the book this Tuesday. I got it this Thursday. So, I, I didn't even think I'd get it that quickly. You know, I, I figured I'd get the book next week. But, the book is very good. And, you know, they, they also are going to have an audiobook. So, if you don't want to read a hardcover book, go get the audio. And before we go talk into sports, I saw Fast and the Furious 9 yesterday. James saw Fast and the Furious 9 today. So... Tell, tell the people what you thought about the small parts of center stage and Fast and the Furious 9. First off, with the small parts of center stage, especially with with John Cena, um, I'm actually not surprised. John Cena has always been a good guy, especially amongst the kids. So him doing that does not surprise me because he's always been an advocate on children's causes. And and with and and with Michael Corleone um, sending um, his mother flowers. For Michael Imperioli. Fairly early, sending him, sending from uh, like the like a bouquet of flowers sent for his mother's grave. I think that was very that was nice of him. He didn't know Michael K from a hole in the wall, and he did that. I think that's very very touching. Fast and the Furious Nine, it was pretty good. I love the action sequences, especially with you know with uh we with Dina and Vin Diesel. I thought that. I mean, the Cardi B part was a very interesting. Um, it, was, it was a nice little small little cameo. Um, the action, of course, was fast-paced as always. The ending, very crazy ending. I thought the ending to that was very interesting. And I, I'm not saying it was the best fat movie of, of the entire franchise, but it was pretty good, and I, and I personally enjoyed it. To me, one of the boss parts in that movie was the rich guy's bodyguard how they're on top of the truck trucks driving homie sold diesel and ripped that he hits into a billboard the billboard breaks he doesn't even flinch I I thought that part was really cool. The fight team was great. Him, not not only Ludacris and Tyrese Gibson driving off the bridge, right? But then the the second time where Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez on one tire drive off the bridge and fly, and then she was like, "That was new." <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, and the way the movie ended, and it's it, it's Sunday, guys, the movie came out Friday, so if y'all didn't see it, don't hear this part of the pod, but at once, the reason why we're doing this now, because once it hits tomorrow, if people want to go on social media and talk about the movie, you know what, you're just going to have to mute words fast nine, because I, I, I even tweeted about this Friday morning. No spoilers. The weekend is fair. And so after tomorrow, if people want to drop spoilers, and I'll be one of those people too. Um, and also, 
if Fast and the Furious 9, this weekend, opening weekend, if they made less than $50 million, the movie will be in streaming service in two weeks. Now, if they made more than $50 million, it will be available on streaming services by the end of July. That That's what I read somewhere. But now, we're going to get into sports. Before we talk about the Yankees, because let's face it, they suck. They're 40 and 37. Um, two home runs this whole entire weekend. DJ yesterday, Aaron Judge today, and Aaron Judge was 100 for the Yankees. So 100 home runs. We're at the point where we're three, we're three months and a couple days away from the season being over. We're six games plus out of the division. Looking earlier, we, we, we were four and a half out of the second wild card. It's probably five plus now. So, it's not looking good. Alright? If, if you want to... I don't like to tell people how to fan. But my question is for the fake positivity out there. Why are you trying to be positive? Even as good of a season as Judge is having... And that's one of the small positives. That's not enough to be positive about. This team sucks. This team is inconsistent. When they get pitching, their hitters suck. When when they got the hitting, their pitchers suck. Okay? You know... And and for the Fire Tim's crowd... I, I, I don't want to hear you now... Because where was that during the Royals series? He wasn't saying it then, right? So, and and that's also too why I can't get hyped about doing things against the Royals. It's the Kansas City Royals, alright? We're going to homer all over the place against the Kansas City Royals. Now, where was that during Detroit? I don't know. But firing Timbs is just a move to make a move. You're not firing Boone mid-season. You're not firing Cashman mid-season. If they go five million and one penny, boom, they're over the luxury tax. So they're not doing that. So the Yankees are most likely, okay? Sorry. At this point, you can't even talk division until they're out of the wild card. But I, I truly don't think they're making the playoffs. And you know what? I I said this in April, but guess what? I want that. I want the Yankees to not make the playoffs. Here's why. That is rock bottom. If the Yankees do not make the playoffs, Cashman's fired. Aaron Moon is fired. How's going to drop $250 plus million next year because of luxury tax. There will be trades. Maybe this is what needs to happen. Or, Hal says this, hey, I'll take my 10 plus million bucks, billion dollars, sorry, billion, and I'll go somewhere else. And I'll just be rich and live my life how I want to. So, that that's what needs to happen. But we'll get more depth about this trash team because we gotta talk some important stuff. And normally this isn't important, but we gotta talk the hockeys. And before we get to Lord Stanley's Cup, 
of the Montreal Canadiens and Tampa Bay Lightning going for the repeat. We got to talk about the Islanders. And half of us is huge. I'm talking huge Islander fan. And Wednesday night was euphoria. Yankees' big come-from-behind victory. With less than 15 minutes apart, Islanders love to play another day. Last win comes at the Coliseum. So you close the Coliseum with the win. That's where we get to the sad part. You now close the Coliseum. So, talk to the people and tell them why the, the, the New York Islanders are owned by the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's a that's that's very depressing. But look, um, Tampa Bay is good, and I think a lot of people who watch the NHL know that this is the best team in the NHL, and this team has a great chance of repeating as Stanley Cup champions. Um, you got to give credit to Tampa Bay. Um, this team does not lose two straight games. This team always bounces back after a loss. Um, Game seven was 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 a gut wrencher because it's how they lost. Second period, Islanders on the power play. They, you know, Tampa Bay clears the zone. Um, Edmund Edmund gets um Edmund gets it with um I believe um Kalorn there, and now there's double team um Edmund and um Edmund, and then Kalorn gets the puck, makes a nice play to Yanni Gord, and he just snipes it past Barlamov, and that was and that was that. Um, Bovillier had a good chance to he hit it off the post. Uh, Barzell with five minutes left had a wide open net, and he just whipped it. And Allen had no help of a defensive game. Shut down the Islanders. The Islanders only managed to have 18, 19 shots on goal. Um, Tampa Bay had 27 shots on goal. Um, listen, Tampa Bay is a good team. This is a good team. Um, as far as the Islanders, what the future hold, I'm not sure because they have some big free agents, um, including um, Casey Zegas because he's an unrestricted. He's an unrestricted free agent, so he can go anywhere. I know. Um, Trot says that, you know, he wants to be an Islander, but we don't know. Um, Andy Green's a free agent. He says he wants to play with the Islanders. We don't know. Kyle Palmieri is a free agent. Travis Zajac's a free agent. Also got your restricted free agent, says, with Sorokin and Adam Alec and yeah, yeah. The Islanders have some interesting decisions made, and they have the expansion draft that's coming up uh, Alice has some big decisions now. I don't know if they'll get back to this point because I don't know. But this was more of a golden opportunity. They had a chance to play a Stanley Cup game in their home arena for the first time since 1984. They had a very good chance of being the Montreal Canadiens. And not to take anything from the Canadiens, they are a great team. They are a Cinderella story. Um, they are playing fantastic. Um, Cole Carfield looks like a star. Um, 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 Miami is playing fantastic. Um, and Carey Price is, is playing out of his mind carrying this team. But I think I was, I had a great chance to beat them. But it is... Um, 
it is. Um, but I'm just glad that to me the only silver lining, and this is a silver lining, they take they 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 don't leave the Coliseum with a loss. I think that would have been that would have been very very um, that would have been very upsetting. But you know. Tampa's a good team, and you lost to a team that's probably going to repeat. So, it is what it is. So, how do the Isles look to beat their daddy next year and not suffer a third straight brutal defeat? (sighs) See, guys, I hate the way he says this. But, (laughs) But, it's... It, it's gonna be. I don't know. Like first off, they're gonna have to get some guys to to score. Um, there's not a lot of um, free, noble free agency in this class is gonna change all of that. They need to. They need to get some guys that can put the puck in the net. That's number one. Um, their defense is fine. Their defense has a good structure. Um, Barlamov and Sorokin are a great tandem, so I'm not gonna be worried about that as long as they have um, you know. Have, um, Mitch Horn, the best goaltending coach in all of NHL, they're going to be fine. They need to add more offense. I think that's just the key. They they got to find a way to add offense. I don't know if they can make trades or if they have anyone up the pipe that, that can score, but they need some guys to score because once they can score, I'm pretty sure the Islanders defense can take care of the rest because it's, it's just when the game is tight, they couldn't score. Now, losing Anders Lee was very, very, very huge. Even Trot said that he could have made a difference in this game. But, again, the Islanders need offensive scoring. So, but it is what it is. It was a great run. They pushed the Tampa Bay Lightning to a game seven, and it is what it is. All right, give us your X factors for the Cup. What are the three most important things the Canadians have to do to stop the Tampa Bay Lightning from holding Lord Stanley's Cup for a second consecutive season? Well, not in any particular order, but the first most important thing is they have, like, you gotta you gotta make sure that you, their defensemen, like Hedman, um, and Gord, like, you gotta make sure that their defensemen do not score. Those guys like to come in and like to create havoc. Like in NHL, they call it pinching because your defensemen always stay out, out there, out there in the blue line. And sometimes these guys like to pinch in and help provide the offense. So you gotta make sure the defensemen don't get get involved in the scoreboard. The second thing is they have to neutralize that first line. Like you know, Kucherov is is, is still banged up from that hit he took from Mayfield. Um, you gotta make sure that Braden Point does not continue scoring because Brayden Point I mean his goal streak stopped in game seven but this guy um, now he's, he's been the best player on in, in this whole Stanley Cup and if, and if it were to end today he'd be the Conn Smythe Trophy winner which is playoff MVP so you gotta stop Brayden Point and if you're the Canadians you gotta score and you got you gotta you gotta play defense like and you got and you also by defense you also gotta play defense and to add another factor that you, 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 you gotta find a way to put on top shelf on um, 
Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky is the best goaltender in the NHL. I know Carey Price is a future Hall of Famer. The guy is great. This is Carey Price's first Stanley Cup appearance in his career. Um, and I really hope that he, he gets a ring. But, again, they, they, they got um they got to score on they got to score on Vasilevsky and they got to make Vasilevsky score. You got to put shots on him. He's faced the most shots all postseason, so you got to put shots on net on Vasilevsky and wear him down. So those are the key factors for the Canadians to win the Stanley Cup. And what does the Lightning have to do for, to once again for a second consecutive year own the NHL? Well, number one, they got to be playing their game. Um, Tampa Bay is a, it, it's very quick, and they're 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 they're, they're a fast team. They like, you know, they can play any style. They they can play an up and down scoring game. You know, a game like it opens up, and they can just go from like their end to your end in a matter of seconds. So just continue playing your game. Secondly, is they got to neutralize Cole Caulfield. Cole Caulfield right now is their best player in, in the playoffs right now because this guy is a stud. So they gotta make sure neutralize him. And thirdly, um, you also you also gotta make sure that again, like you you also attack it down with Carey Price. Um, you again, same thing with guys. Let's keep put shots on nets with Carey Price. Carey Price has been carrying that team, but now he's now I don't know if he'll take it this far because he's done such a great job. But you gotta put shots on that if you're a tenth thing. And if, if you want to continue reaping, and you got to make Carey Price work. And you have to make sure that um, Montreal, and they also got to be a little physical with them. Montreal, um, Montreal can be physical, but you can show with Pat Maroon. You can be physical too, so be physical as well. For if Tempe wants to, con- to continue their dominance and win um, a second straight cup, um, back-to-back cups for the first time. They would be the first time repeating as back-to-back champions since Pittsburgh did it back in 2016-17. Alright. Um, just, just, just real, real quickly, this is gonna get talked about just, just because I'm getting a lot of oh, I'm racist. So, after the Yankees got their ass kicked, Glaber tours went to the media and S-N-Y-Y Yankees put up this video, you know. Uh, so, Glaber Torres got asked a question. Does Glaber think the Yankees play with a sense of urgency? Not really. We have more games to face than and more opportunities. So, S-N-Y eventually took down the video. And... Brendan Cuddy tweeted this within the same time as he saw the video, I guess. Any reasonable person listening to this would see that Glaber Torres didn't quite understand the question. Glaber works hard to break the language barrier, and pulling this out is really bad look. So, I, I was saying, so I tweeted under it, then he, then he said plain and simple, I don't understand the question, but but he didn't, so it's fair to attack him. And, listen, I don't care if a player uses an interpreter or not. I don't care. In life, when one doesn't understand, you ask why. If it's a question, you ask to repeat the question. Maybe rephrase it in a different way. Okay? 
I, I think it's admirable that he doesn't want to use an interpreter. I think that's great. And maybe after this, he'll just use one for the rest of his career. And that would be cool. I have no problem with that. And this is, for some reason, me saying this, people think I'm racist. If he didn't understand the question, why didn't he say that? If he says, can you repeat the question, I'm not quite sure, I don't understand. Now, if people want to make fun of him for that, that's wrong. But he didn't do any of that, and he answered the question the way he answered the question. How he answered the question was bad. It was bad. Okay? Yes, I do not speak another language. But say I was in Puerto Rico. Now, I know basic Spanish. So I might be able to get by very little. But, if I didn't understand, I would try to find someone who spoke English to help me. I, I would get help. I would let it be known that I do not speak Spanish. And I need help because I can't read the signs. I don't. I. I don't know how to get to my house. I don't know where to go. Da 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 da, da etc. So he didn't do that. He answered the question bad. So if he misunderstand it, which that's what it is. Next time, say that. So this me me saying this, and and maybe I should have just laid 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 out on this. But I for one say how I feel. I don't care what people think, but I do care, even though they are clowns on social media, I do care that they think I'm racist, because I'm not. Uh, yeah, you're not racist, and no, that's a fact. Um, yeah, I, I, listen, um. I think it's admirable that get that um, Labor Torres uh, does not use a translator because he wants to know the English language. I think that's fantastic. Um, I think that again, like if he understand the question, you can always phrase it differently. Um, if he wants to use a translator, then he can. If not, then you know that's on him. I have no problem with either or. It's your preference. I mean, Gary Sanchez uses a translator, and Tanaka was here. He uses a translator. Oh, well, the Chapman Luke uses a translator. So, a lot, some, most of these guys long either use a translator or not. But the fact for Gleyber Torres, for a guy who comes from Venezuela, and he and he wants and he wants to speak the uh, English language and not use a translator, I think that's admirable. Now, his answer was terrible, and the Yankees are terrible. They're garbage. Now. If I would have told you in 2021, and I'm going to list you quickly of these about five teams that's in the New York area, and I tell you they're better than the Yankees, tell me if you're surprised or not. Right now, the Mets are better than the Yankees. Are you surprised? Wait, say it again. I said I'm going to list. I'm going to tell you quickly five five New York teams, and they're and they're better than the Yankees. You're going to tell me are you shocked or not? It's going to be quick. Okay. Mets. Are you shocked or not? Not shocked. Rangers. Shocked. Islanders. Not shocked. Nets. Mets. 
Nets at Brooklyn Nets. Oh, so I, so I, so I change, I change my answer. Originally, I thought you said Nets. So for the Mets, I'm shocked. For the Nets, I'm not shocked. Nets. All right, all right. Let's 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 relax. The New York Knicks are are not better than the New York Yankees. They're not. They're not. If, if the Yankees don't make the playoffs, the Knicks made the playoffs in twenty twenty. Oh my God. I'm talking about this shit. I'm talking about right now. I'm not talking. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm not talking the past five years. I'm not talking the past ten years. I'm talking about right now in 2021. Well, for under this stupid experiment, shocked. And the Buffalo Bills. Not shocked. Yeah, like the Yankees are playing terrible. They're not even the best baseball team. They're not even the best baseball team in New York. Meanwhile, their minor league affiliate up in Scranton just won a game 19-1. to It's kind of sad. And everyone is talking about Hoy Park. He should be coming up here. I'm like, y'all need to stop. Y'all said the same thing about kittens. Y'all said the same thing about all these other minor league players that want to come up. No one who's coming up from the minor leagues is going to change the difference. The team stinks. I'm sorry, Yankee fans. Get it out of your head. You can bring up the whatever top, whatever minor league player you want on the the farm system. The Yankees are not changing. No matter no trades from here on out would make a difference because the Yankees don't want to go over the luxury tax. Until you Yankee fans get it, this is the team that's likely going to be on the team and they're all going to be trades. It's going to be something minor to stay under the two, under the threshold. So get over it. Just, just reading something on Twitter from the great Darius Glover, Bob Clappish did mention Clint Frazier says the Yankees would have sent him down already. Says it's more likely they are trying to get him going offensively, increasing his value, and move him in July. And I say good riddance, 77. Good riddance, bitch, Frazier. Homie needs to go. Homie needs to have his ginger stupid hair Kick cleat having, dumb pet loving, beautiful girlfriend out of here. That's the best part of Clint Frazier. His girlfriend. Other than that, he doesn't have an arm in the outfield. Okay? He's crappy at base running. He occasionally gets hits. He occasionally hits homers. Not even at a big plateau. He's a waste of space. He's killing his 20s. And he needs to get out of here. I don't care how much one person loves Clint Frazier. He has to go. He's not it. And Clint Frazier can get the fuck out of here. I can't believe we're saying some wild stuff on the podcast, but, uh, anyway. No, 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 you, you cannot talk about this. Do you really think that piece of trash should not be traded? He's not getting traded. That wasn't the question. No. 
The answer is no. Why should he not be traded? Because he's the future. <laughs> Alright, take take your Clint loving sucking dick hat off and put on realistic Yankee fan hat. Why should he not get traded? He has no value right now. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe it's because he sucks. <laughs> and like the the person that really should be traded is Gary Sanchez. Well, that I agree with you. And Yan- Yankee Twitter will probably lose their shit. But Gary Sanchez should be traded. Why? Because right now his value is not any higher. I don't think it's going to get higher than where it is right now. The Yankees are at the point where they have around seven legitimate tradable assets. The top, the the top two assets, I I think are Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole. All right. Then you have Geo. Then you have Chad Green. Then you have Aroldis Chapman. That's five. The six, tech. Technically, it might be eight. The sixth might be Zach Britton, but he just got hurt. So that hurt a little bit. Seven seven is Gary Sanchez. And number eight, and for one reason and one reason only, Glaber Torres. Because of the age and the control time. And you know what? Maybe maybe Glaber Sonny Gray. Maybe the Yankees just can't help him. Now, you can't trade Stanton. People got to stop bringing that up. The Yankees have no say when it comes to trading Stanton. The only thing the Yankees have say when it comes to John Carl Stanton is to release him or not. Other than that, the Yankees can get the best deal in the world for the Marlins. If Stanton says no, he ain't going. So, most likely... The only team Stanton would want to go to is the Dodgers. And the Dodgers have so much money on their team. They're fucked in luxury tax yet again. They're not affording him. But let's just say the Dodgers were willing to take him. The Dodgers could say, hey, Yankees, we know you have to trade him to us. Because that's where he only wants to go. So we're going to fuck you. We know you can get Urias for Stanton. We know you can get a couple good prospects for Stanton. But we're going to give you shit. We're going to give you projects. It's either that or you keep standing. And the Yankees are are either going to have to keep standing or they're going to have to just get fucked by the Dodgers. Okay? And you really don't want to trade Garrett Cole. Because last year you just paid for Garrett Cole. And that's a lot of money on the books a team went at the and Yankees would have the most of that money too, probably at least $140 million. You know? With with Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez, next year's it, man. If if you don't trade them this offseason, you're not trading them to start next year. So if you don't trade them by July, you don't have to talk extension. And for Aaron Judge, it's gonna take five to seven years. 25 million a year, I believe. Do you want to do that? For Gary Sanchez, two to four years, low end, 17 million. Low end. 
very low end. Actually, maybe 15. If he stays hitting how he's hitting now, you're probably paying close to 20, 20 plus million dollars a year for Gary Sanchez. And uh, I, I don't think you want to do that. I don't want that. And it just gets to a point where, you know what? You could you could fire Aaron Boone. You could fire Brian Cashman. Then you'll get a new GM. You'll get a new manager. And for the first two years, because you'll have to you'll have to like this new GM and manager for the first two years. Or if you don't like him, you can't you can't want them to be fired. So, you know, and if the Yankees sell, which they should sell, there's gonna be a couple years of sucking. Okay? So you'll have to live with do I wanna watch this Yankee team suck for two years? But then by year three of the new manager, new GM, that's when they would have to start winning again. And if I'm how, I'm taking this team to at least 2025. If the Yankees don't bring a championship by 20, by, by the end of the 2025 season, then I'm having that talk. Do I want to sell this team for 10 plus billion dollars? And the answer might be yes. Because let's just say the Yankees go a bunch more years without losing. It's not going to lose a whole lot of value. But they're not going to be as valuable. No, no one's going to want to buy a broken down team. Even even if the name itself is the most valuable. And that's the most value right now. The name. Because, you know, sure. get Getting to the ALCS is nice. It's cool. You know, winning 100 games is nice. It's cool. But the, the goal is championship. The goal is not to just settle for, okay, let's get there. Because... Because, same, same as you you and your, all your fellow Islander fans, right? G- getting to back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals. That's cool. That's solid. It's, you know, getting back-to-back years of one game away from the Stanley Cup. That's cool. That's nice. So, that's why next year is a real important year for the Isles. It's, it's going to let you know where you're at. Are, is this is this what we're gonna be just close, or are we just gonna have to say, hey, let's, you know, Barry Trotz, do you want to go through a little rebuild with us, you know? But that that's where the Yankees are at, and if if the Yankees are gonna sell, do you, why would you want to sign Judge? And at that point too, if you're a Garrett Cole, you gotta be like, all right, please get the best you can for me. Oh, please, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Because if I'm Garrett Cole, you, I believe the Yankees are not going to the playoffs this year. So that's two wasted years of prime Garrett Cole. And if they do a rebuild, and if they don't trade him, that's four prime years wasted of Garrett Cole. Because even if you don't trade all the eight assets, let, let's just say you trade three or four of them. That's that's half of your talent. Where you have guys like Hoy Park and Estevan Floreal 
playing meaningful games with the New York Yankees. So, it's a lot. But, if, if you ask me right now, if I can make a wish, I'm obviously wishing for the Yankees to win the World Series. But, if, if I had to wish for no playoffs this year and change, or playoffs and did what we did for the last couple years, God, no playoffs. Because I'd rather have the rest of the season as a failure for possible future success over success now and a lot of failure later. Yeah, it's kind of like similar where the Yankees and the Islanders are in a very similar situation as you laid out. Um, Islander, well, Islanders back-to-back. Islanders are one, we're one game away from going to the Stanley Cup. Yankees are we're a game away from going to the World Series. So, But the difference is, is that um, the Yankees are, are at their crossroads before the Islanders are at their crossroads. This is the Yankees' crossroads. After this season, if the Yankees don't make the playoffs, this is where you're going to have to make some decisions. You're going to have to figure out, all right, are we going for it again, or are we just a, um, or do we have to strip it down and go a total rebuild? Because to me, firing Boone does nothing. Firing Boone is just, is just, just, just to give the fans something. And also, remember, Brian Cashman picked Aaron Boone. So if you're Brian Cashman fires Aaron Boone, then Brian Cashman becomes a big hypocrite. Um, you have to on the you also have to wonder are the Yankee analytics not that good? Because you have to remember too, every everyone uses analytics. Every team, with the exception of I believe the Nationals, every team in the Major League Baseball for the most part uses analytics. So you have to ask yourself this, are your analytics team very good? Um, Yankees for the most part have um you have not stayed healthy. So this is supposed to be the better medical staff. So they have to think about their medical team. You also have to think about two trading players. You have to think about Judge and Sanchez. You have to think, you know, Stan, like you just said, Stan ain't going anywhere. Cole might want to think about leaving the Yankees. Once she grew up a Yankee fan, you know, I'm sure Garrett Cole wants to win a championship. He's, he's been in the World Series, unlike these, unlike the people on the Yankees team. So he knows what it's like to be in a, in a World Series. So the Yankees are going to have a lot of questions that they're going to have to answer. And the Islanders are going to have to answer that, like, this offseason is a big offseason for the Islanders because they're going to have to, they're going to have to find a way to retool and, 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 and find a way to get, get to that Stanley Cup because that's the thing that's keeping them over the hump. 2020, they get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They lose in overtime in Game 6. This year, they get into Game 7, and you lose on a short-handed goal. So the Islanders are, 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 are about to hit their crossroads. The Yankees, I believe, are at the crossroads. So you got two teams in New York are either at a crossroads or about to be at crossroads. And they're going to have to figure out what who they are. And if I'm Barry, that's you got to ask yourself. You're already Stanley Cup champion. And as much as Lou, you know, Lou's a great GM, he's also getting older. So they, they have to ask themselves, is it worth staying with this team who can come close to no cigar? And with the Yankees, they have to ask themselves, is this team truly a World Series team or not? So these are the questions that need to be answered. And last quick tidbit, Damian Littered, reported by Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, he's getting, he was getting very frustrated with the coaching process. And he's starting to wonder if Portland's going to build a championship team and he may request a trade. According to Vegas betting odds, 
the Knicks are the favorites to land Damian Lillard in a trade. <laughs> and the uh, Suns are one game away from the NBA Finals. Hawks, Hawks 67, Milwaukee 62 right now, third quarter. Oh, no. So, uh, what do you think? Who do you think's going to the finals? Well, right now it's 63, man. It was not 62. They had the three. Um, secondly, more importantly, um, I got the Suns. You know, my boy Chris Paul, let's go. I'm all for the Pauls. Chris Paul, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, all the Pauls. We got Chris Paul. He's going to the chip. And I got the Hawks. I, I got the Hawks, actually. Uh, I, I think Trey Young is going to do his thing. And that's a guy really. Um, way that Trey's been playing this postseason is out of this mind. So I got the Hawks in seven. The Suns are getting lucky that the best scorer in this series has been in the Sweets. He's been in the Sweets this whole entire series. Because you goddamn well know if Kawhi Leonard was playing, it is either going to 2 2 in that game five or. The Suns got to be the one to tie it up tomorrow. Alright? Kawhi, Chris Paul is not better than Kawhi Leonard. Devin Booker athletically might be able to get up to Kawhi Leonard, but right now he's not better than Kawhi Leonard. Also, also, as good as Booker and Aiden has been throughout the playoffs so far, could they beat the Bucks? A team that beat the best team in the NBA playoffs. I don't think so. Now, could they play with the Hawks? I say yes. But 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 if you had to ask me who I'd want, Trey Young or Devin Booker, give me Trey all day. Alright? So, end of the day, it's factually correct. I hate to break it to you. I don't know. I don't want to hear you cry. But the NBA championship will be brought to you by the Milwaukee Bucks or the Atlanta Hawks. Cry now, nerd. It's gonna be the Suns. It's all about the Pauls, baby. Call oh, it's for the Valley. And also, too, also, too, I understand that Jared Carabas is a Suns fan. But I would have a, but even Jared Carabas being a Suns fan does not stop me from rooting for the best Paul. Chris Paul, he gonna get a championship in this. Let's go. You're a clown for wanting the same team to win that Jared Krabis likes. That makes you a clown, sir. Listen, I don't care that Krabis is a Suns fan. I care about Chris Paul. If Chris Paul was any other team, I root for that other team. It's just that Chris Paul, unfortunately, happens to be on the Suns. So, Chris Paul... Go get yourself a championship. So, if Chris Paul was on the Brooklyn Nets, would you have wanted the Nets to win a championship? Well, it's on the Nets, so that question's relevant. <laughs> what, a, what a dickhead to avoid in the question. He, he's on the sun, so it's okay. Just saying. <laughs> You're a lying sack of shit.